Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. On Friday, Pete Carroll spoke to the media following the loss to the Rams on Thursday Night Football. And reflecting further on the loss, Pete Carroll said he was concerned about the lack of progress and precision and pointed directly at the defensive side of the ball. Well, looking back at this game, as just it was just last night, uh, in the short ter- time that we've evaluated, I- I'm really disappointed that we're not getting better at some stuff. And, uh, you know, in this game, if you make if you show vulnerabilities, uh, the next team is going to go after it and you have to fix things. And there's a few things here that have repeated and haven't been, haven't made enough progress. And, uh, so we're off to a, a, a start that we're, you know, we're back and forth and we don't have the kind of rhythm that we want. Um, although, um, we can see the potential for it and it can see what, you know, how it can happen. You can see us in, in portions of games play and, and play well and be effective and efficient and all that. But it, the consistency isn't there and, and the ability to fix some problems. That's, that's really what's at hand right now. So, um, it's like, there's no mystery. We just got to get better at it and, and, uh, uh, quite a few things. And so that's, that's where we're facing it and we have to, <laughs> There's no time. Um, so uh, these couple days we have here, uh, we, we realign a few things and make sure that we, we're, we're putting our guys in the right positions and situations during the week so that they're ready. Because things that have happened in the games are things we practiced. And that's 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 alarming to me because, uh, you know, we're on it. And so we just got to get it right. And so we got to help the players execute better and, and, and make sure that uh, we're making progress. So that's what our challenge is. And um, unfortunately, we, we, you know, we get a game that gets away that we really, again, could have had in control. So you can see the control part of it. You can see that we can get there, but we got to get better. It's just reading it right, staying where we're supposed to stay in our, in our, in our fits and our coverages, uh, and fits in the runs on defense, you know, saying it's, it's, it's just being more precise about it. And, and, uh, um, it's, I'm, I'm just surprised that we haven't cleaned it up because it's experienced guys understand and coaches understand and we just got to get it. So I'm not getting it done. I mean, really, ultimately I got to do a better job. And that's what I'm saying. I've got to make sure that we make these corrections come to life because we're addressing them. These are not, it's, it's the same couple of the same issues we had two weeks ago. And so, uh, it, but it's, it's not about, you know, if you're looking for a falter, it's not that it's really, it's the process we got to get better at so that it shows up on game day. When Coach Carroll was asked to compare the issues with this year's defense to those from last year, here was his response. Remember how it turned. It turned through the, 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 the factor of the pass rush. And it'll, that's going to be the same thing when it turns this time. We need, we need to be able to make the quarterback have a difficult time getting the football thrown. And it's, it's what um, Stafford has been able to do. They're doing a really nice job of protecting him, and he's really good at throwing it if you give him a chance, and like you saw. And uh, nobody's really slowed him down yet. So, um, And it's gonna, when it does, it'll happen for them. It'll happen when people rush the passer better. And so um, that's, that's – that's a number of, of aspects. It's not just the guy's got to rush harder. That's not what it is. It's it, We've got to fit it together. We've got to make it match with the coverage as it's happening so that we get the opportunities for the rush. Uh, and and uh, and I continue to say this, you know, it's, as we developed uh, Daryl and we, you saw Alton was a little struggling a little bit, didn't get to play as much because he was not as healthy as he needed to be to do that. Um he could play, but he just wasn't quite right. Uh, we need those guys to be factors, and, and uh, that will help us you know, improve. One player Pete said will be key to the Seahawks' pass rush turnaround is Daryl Taylor, who is in his second season and who was the only Seahawk to record a sack in the game against the Rams. 
Well, he's really active, and 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 uh, when he it, what happen will happen, his consistency will will really improve, and that means that he, you know he'll make the right choices at the right times to use the right moves in his pass rush stuff as he develops his his experience and kind of his reservoir of, of moves and all, and, and uh, he's going to be just increasingly better. He's, he's really explosive. Uh, he's got great flexibility. You can see him really turn the corner and do some really good things there. And he's going to continue to get sacks. And uh, so we're looking forward to him having a great, really his rookie year. Jamal Adams, who led the team in sacks in 2020, has not recorded a sack yet this year. Here's Pete Carroll's explanation in response to the numbers showing that he's not blitzing as much. But the numbers are right. <laughs> yeah, the numbers are right. And uh, we need to, we've sent him, and we, he's been in a bunch of calls, and he's in the game plan. We're not not do, trying to we're not keeping him out of it. It's just sometimes the the formations and the big spread offenses that we're seeing a lot of in the, in the first month of the season here, um, you know, it just it limits the opportunities. And so the, the, the calls don't fit sometimes because of the formations, and the, he we can't just, rush him all the time, you know, because he has a lot of other duties that he has to take care of. And uh, so I would love to see him be more uh, and have more impact in the game by pressuring, too. And so that's why we build this stuff in every week. Moving on to information about the injury to Russell Wilson's middle finger. Here's what Pete had to say about some of the medical information that had come out prior to his news conference. Well, I'm I'm letting the doctors say that. I didn't see it. I wouldn't know if I did. I'm not going to tell you what what I've heard. Okay. I want to go to the specialist to make sure he, he tells us, but there's something going on. There's definitely something going on and, and we got to figure out what the extent of it is and what is the next step, you know, to, um, to deal with it. And after Pete took those questions on Friday, we learned that Wilson had to have surgery on that finger and that the recovery process is expected to be about six weeks. But will that actually mean six weeks for Russ? I think we will just have to wait and see because none of us expect Russ to really take the amount of time that doctors suggest, but it's possible with the extent of the injury that it could take that long. But in response to some other questions, Carol made it clear, and we probably know that since then, that it wasn't for just no reason that Wilson was unable to go back into that game. But Pete made it clear that he was taken out of the game because he could not grip the ball properly and that it wasn't an issue with the kind of pain he was dealing with. Nobody should question his toughness. Nobody should question his resolve to get in the game. He'd have gone in. If he could if he could have thrown the football and held on to it, he would have done it. And anybody that says otherwise doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, so, you know, you can you can deal with all kinds of stuff, you know, in your hands and you can still throw the football, you know. And he he tried and last night did not have the power and the control of the ball. So if he if he would have he could have you know if he could have he would have, you know, so there's no doubt. There ain't nobody out there that can have, can can <laughs> can challenge his will and his desire and his toughness about what uh, you know carrying on last night. Regardless of whether or not Wilson is back under center against the Pittsburgh Steelers next Sunday, Carroll thinks the Seahawks are still in capable hands with Geno Smith. Geno did a marvelous job last night. I mean, Geno's been practicing with us for all this time, waiting for his opportunity if called upon. And uh, the patience that he's shown with us and to stay with it and, and uh, his relationship with Russ and the coaches is, you know, it, 
he's been impeccable. And, and then when he went out, he executed like he can. And he's a very talented football player. He's got a great arm. He's got great sense. And he knows the system really well. I totally trust that, that Gino can do this. And uh, I think you saw it last night in a really difficult situation. You know, hurry up, all that kind of stuff. He was he was really good at it. He really understands the system. So we'll be able to stay with the, with the preparation, and, and that will help everybody. Um, Gino makes guys around him feel confident and feel comfortable. And, and uh, I thought that was a great showing. And lastly, we got an update on wide receiver D Eskridge, who was placed on injured reserve this week after being out with a concussion. Again, I go back to he can work out and, and, and look good in his workouts and all, but it's what he feels like after that continues to show that he needs more time. And so, uh, physically he'll be ready to go when, when the time is, but he's just got to get through the, you know, the impact of the, you know, the, what happened. In other news, Chris Carson is day-to-day with that neck issue that Coach Carroll has said has been a recurring problem for him. Gerald Everett also tested negative Thursday night, and although he wasn't able to make it back into the game, that means he will be eligible to return to team activities. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. And if you want to be a part of the conversation up at fieldgoals.com, some of the most discussed articles right now one from Stan Taylor titled, The Seahawks are a sinking ship and Pete Carroll is going down with the wreckage. So you can imagine a lot of people want to talk about that. And also from Tyler Alson, he's talking about what Geno Smith showed in his four best games. He goes back to his career with the Jets looking back in 2013, 2014 and what he saw from those games. So check out those articles. They're up at fieldgoals.com. I will be back here. You know, we're going to be doing some three in, three out coming up. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, go Hawks.